Because I can control the weather, they call me Storm. Welcome to This Week in Nerd News, your one-stop shop for all of the pop culture you may have missed this week. Brought to you by the Black Nerd Problems Broadcasting Network. I'm your host, Victoria Bertine. And I'm your host, Keith Reekley. All right, so what have you got to start us off this week, Keith? As you may or may not know out there, folks, every year, San Diego Comic-Con is also home to the Will Eisner Comic Industry Awards, where the best creators and publishers in the industry have been recognized for their work going all the way back to 1988. After some not insignificant issues arose concerning voters' personal data being put at risk, the results are in, but understandably shrouded in a little bit of doubt. Regardless, the nominees all put in great work this year towards telling great stories and comics and should all be proud of what they accomplished. With 31 categories, there's no way I'd even begin to list all of the winners, but here's some that jump out to me based on what I saw. For the best continuing series, the winner goes to Bitter Root by David Walker, Chuck Brown, and Sanford Green from Image Comics. And if you're unaware, that's a series about a black family that hunts monsters in 1920s New York with the Harlem Renaissance serving as a backdrop. For best new series, we got Invisible Kingdom by G. Willow Wilson and Christian Ward, which is a fun series about conspiracy theories and space travel and corrupt governments and anarchy and all that stuff. So take a dive at that when you can. And Cleaning House in a lot of ways. We got a series called Laura Dean Keeps Breaking Up With Me. So for best writer, we got Mariko Tamaki, who wrote that, Harley Quinn Breaking Glass for DC, and also Archie. And we also got best penciler slash inker, for Rosemary Valero O'Connell, who drew that series as well. And it also won for Best Teen Series. So for some background to this, Laura Dean keeps breaking up with me. Since she tells the story of a teenager named Freddie, who's in a tumultuous and one-sided relationship, an on-and-off-again relationship, with the eponymous Laura Dean, who breaks up with her whenever she wants and asks her to come back to her whenever she wants. And the story starts out with Freddie trying to figure out how can she keep Freddie from breaking up with her and make sure the relationship stays the way it is. But by the end, as you can imagine, it becomes a very powerful message in loving yourself and healthy love and avoiding toxic relationships and things along those lines. So that's a great story. I'm glad to clean house so much. And most and foremost, congratulations to all the winners and nominees. And if you're ever interested in diving into comics, my advice to you would be go to the past Eisner Award winners list and just go to the nominees and find out what jumps out to you. And just go through that and then follow people you like as far as creators, follow their work, and just use that as your foundation and go from there. I am actually on vacation right now. Woo! I realized the other day that aside from my wedding, which doesn't really count as vacation, not the honeymoon, the actual wedding, I haven't actually taken time off like more than a day or a half of day in my entire working career. So I am going to, and I think this is a great time to plug again, I'm going to go and support my local comic book shops and pick some of these up. And I really like that advice that you gave about starting with the Eisner Awards the winners and the nominees, because I have generally been one of those people who goes in and if I don't have an idea of what I want already, I will just ask the proprietor, you know, what do you recommend? Which in the past has been useful. Right now, one of my local comic book shops is run by a super heavy conspiracy theorist and the other one is very existential. So... (laughs) They're great recommendations, but they're definitely going to leave you feeling some type of way. So I like this idea of starting with the Eisner Awards because I think that gives a a greater breadth of of kind of suggestions. 
So I think that's a great idea. Bitterroot, I have heard about for a long time. And Invisible Kingdom, actually, G. Willow Wilson is one of my favorite writers ever for comic books and novels, if you haven't read any of her novels. Um, but Invisible Kingdom has been on my list since it got announced. And obviously, I haven't read it because time. So, yeah, I agree. Go get them. Support your local comic book shop. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely a big fan of G. Willow Wilson as well. Like, her Wonder Woman run, something I really enjoyed as far as comics go. Have not read her novels, but now that I know she has written some, those will go on my list for sure. Um, Bitterroot as well, something I've been familiar with for a while. David Walker is another writer that I know people that have black nerd problems are a fan of and his work and things he's done over the years as well. And I'm just glad to see Mariko Tamaki get all the shine she deserves for this because she's killed in a lot of ways when it comes to all of her work. Harley Quinn, like we said, Laura Dean, which... I could see this being a series that like teenagers just gravitate to for years and like keep coming back to as well. So, and also with all the nominees, because they even include people like Chip Zdarsky and his Daredevil run that I love from Marvel right now, and a lot of other great creators. So, applause to all of them. And if you're interested in comics, again, just check out this list, the years from the past, and everything, and just find what you like and dive in. Definitely. So that moves on to something that I really love. I love documentaries just in general Uh, and not just food documentaries. I do love food documentaries, but I love other documentaries as well. I am a huge science nerd and basically just all the nerd, like all the boxes, just tick them all. And so I love science documentaries. And if you are a child of the nineties, really, then Bill Nye is someone who holds a really strong spot in your heart mostly because it meant that you weren't actually going to have class that day. You were just going to watch Bill Nye. And there is a new series coming out on Netflix on August 2nd called Connected, which really kind of reminds me of like a Bill Nye, but for the new generation, it cannot be watched in schools. It has a lot of cursing in it. (laughs) But it is called Connected, and it is hosted by Latif Nasser, who is a science journalist, and as the name suggests, the show is about how different things are connected. Sometimes things that seem to make sense, sometimes things that just have a name in common, like actual clouds versus the internet cloud, but how all of these things are connected. Another one of the things in the trailer was like how dust in the Sahara fosters growth in the Amazon rainforest. So things you might never think of, things you might wonder about, all of these different things, how they're connected. And I think that this is really important, not just because I'm a nerd and I think it sounds amazingly cool, but also because I think that a lot of the things that we talk about when we talk about progress in science and in sustainability and especially when we get to things like environmental justice people who have a problem with those things often have a problem with them because they don't understand how everything is connected and how they are connected to everything Uh, i grew up in iowa which is incredibly landlocked and a lot of times people that i grew up with don't have nearly as much of a concern about global warming for example because flooding doesn't affect them the way that it would if you are on the coast. And so it really takes that deeper look into how all of these things are connected if we really want to push forward and get the change that we need. And I think this show looks really fun. I like that we're having a new face. I liked Bill Nye's new series. 
but I think that a new generation needs a new face and I'm really hoping that Latif can be that and I'm super excited. It sounds great. I love the idea that the, the root theme here is how everything is connected to each other and how your life here in this one random city actually influences the lives of people across the world from you may not even know or ever come across me in your life, but that's still important to keep in mind. All right, and with that, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with more Comic-Con news. We talk about Netflix shows a lot here at Black Nerd Problems. As much as we try, though, there's always a delay between our thoughts and what's on the screen. Wiretap has a solution for that. Wiretap is an extension that you can put on so that when you're watching Netflix, you'll be watching a movie or a show, and as you're watching, comments from other people will pop up. It's kind of like watching television with your friends, but they don't actually have to like be in the same place or time with you. It's a better version of live tweeting because you're not flipping between screens. Instead of going on Twitter to talk about what you've seen, you're staying on Netflix and you're talking about what you're seeing in real time on Netflix and other people will see those comments as well. You can start a community that way. I can see Nicole talking about uh, what she likes on Sabrina the Teenage Witch or what she doesn't like about Sabrina the Teenage Witch and I can like or not. Can you dislike? I'm not sure. Well, it's Nicole, so I'm going to like what she says anyway because that's Nicole and she's never wrong. I follow Omar, so I see all of his comments, and like I follow a bunch of the other people from BNP, so I follow like Mikkel and Brittany and a bunch of our writers. So when I'm watching a show, their comments will pop up. It's not flooded though. Uh, when the comments pop up, it isn't like 16 at a time. It's who you want to see, and not many random people, unless those comments have been liked a lot. So some of you might enjoy. It's kind of tailored to you, but there is an algorithm to it that doesn't uh, make it feel like you're being bombarded or flooded like on another app that we might not mention here, Twitter. Uh, <laughs> it's a, it, there's no bombardment with that. It's like pop-up video, except your friends are the ones who are popping up. Their algorithm is actually really, really good because there's a couple people who um, I have never met before, but like... I appreciate their commentary <laughs> and now I follow them and I can like thumbs up their comments and it makes sense. I'm like, I don't know you, but I really enjoy your humor. It's like when you're at a movie and in your head, you're like, no, Yo, you shouldn't have gone through that door. I told you not to go through that door. Like you're commenting like that. It's like live commentary with friends about, well, that was a stupid decision. Let me tell you why that was dumb. And these, uh, well, I got, I got like what, 58 characters, 120 characters. Let me tell you why that was a stupid decision in 120 characters. It is really like watching a movie or show with a living room full of people, except like you can just legit be in your underwear eating ice cream because they're not actually there, but all of their comments are there. That's how I watch shows with people when they're here or not. That's not, that's not what people do. I liked wiretapping Spider-Verse just because Omar and Brittany were in the movie with me. And that was like, it was really just legit like watching it with like people I like. I like watching anime and doing wiretap because you're guaranteed more a more ludicrous thing will happen there. But like when it's something like maybe serious or like slightly dramatic, it's a fun thing to wiretap. I mean, uh, never have I ever, but that's a great thing to wiretap because uh, look, man, I don't know any minorities and call their mom 
uh, the B word and uh, still be alive the next scene. I don't know about nope. that. I don't know. I don't nope. know where they do that. I don't know what fiction that exists in because not not in this time that I know. And I had to comment about that. There was a lot of things to comment on in that show. It's also validating, right? Because you'll be watching it in your house and just like looking around for like the other person, like yo, you you hear her say that? And then I type it. Yes, I did hear her say that. And this is why. And, and the fact that she's still breathing, that there wasn't a transition scene that was just black and her waking up in her room or still outside at nighttime is appalling to me. Nicole, how easy was it to download for you? I went to the, I guess, the Google store and downloaded the Chrome. (laughs) (laughs) I love when Nicole's talking about something, even though she knows she's talking about, she'll have like that upward inflection about it. I'm not, uh, I think, I know I It was a long time ago. It's memento, Nicole. <laughs> I don't, I don't, listen, man, just get this goddamn program, man. What the? What are we doing here? It's easy to get the Wiretap app. All I have to do is go to like wiretap.co or go onto your Google Chrome and just download the extension from there. I'm pretty sure that's right. Download it from there. <laughs> it was easy. That's all I remember. I feel like that's the important thing. It was easy. It took me, like, less than a minute to download Wiretap. Can you say that, Mark? There should be an upward inflection emoji. Why is there not an upward inflection emoji? Find out more about Wiretap on their website at www.wiretap.co or download the Chrome extension from the Chrome Web Store. All right, folks, and we're back, and I have a question for you. Do you remember five years ago or so when it felt like everyone you knew spent their Sunday evenings watching and tweeting about The Walking Dead? Feels like a lifetime ago, doesn't it? <laughs> well, while a lot of us, myself included, have since moved on, that universe is still going on strong. Not world-breaking numbers every season premiere strong, but strong nonetheless. So following a virtual panel at this year's San Diego Comic-Con, the Walking Dead universe had plenty of announcements. First of all, being totally unaware of what's going on in this universe these days, now that I'm not watching it anymore, I had no idea that we were in season 10 of The Walking Dead. Or that it came to a screeching halt after the second to last episode aired following COVID-19's outbreak because they had some post-production issues. Well, that was back in April, but good news for fans out there still watching the show is that you won't be waiting for long to get the season finale of season 10. That's going to come out on October 4th, as it was announced at Comic-Con, but it, it won't actually be the season finale. There are going to be six more episodes, which means they're extending that season out, so you get seven new episodes, and that's all coming, like I said, on October 4th. In more Walking Dead news, we also got an extended trailer for another spinoff called The Walking Dead World Beyond, which tells the story of a first, the first generation raised during the zombie apocalypse. The series focuses on a group of teenagers who have spent the past 10 years living in a secure facility, but they escaped to take a cross-country journey to rescue their father it's admittedly a little depressing to see that the world is still the way it is 10 years after the apocalypse broke out but this could still breathe some much needed new life into the walking dead universe so after the original april release date for the walking dead world beyond was pushed back that will also be premiering on october 4th and to round things out we have season six of fear the walking dead coming back on october 11th so one week later and this season will be reportedly formatted as an anthology telling different stories in each episode so if you're still into the walking dead universe because again there are actually still a lot of you out there that's good news for you on all fronts victoria were you a fan of the walking dead at all and if so when like the rest of us you should have to stop watching it no (laughs) no just not at all i 
So, zombies fall generally into horror, which if you have listened to this podcast at all, you know I have a love-hate relationship with. The Walking Dead is definitely closer to the not-liking side. Um, I have watched a few episodes. It just seems like I don't need to be that close to a heart attack every week. Like, that's just not a thing that I really need in my life. And I didn't read the graphic novels before. I still haven't read the graphic novels. Novels, Perhaps that would change my mind as of right now. Like, cool. I know where to find you on Sundays. That's great. I will hit you up afterwards. So as a reformed fan of The Walking Dead, I can speak to that a little bit. I'm actually just like you, as you know we talked about in the past. I typically hate horror and also, I hate zombies. Like, they're, like, the top of my list. <laughs> like, for me, it's less about, like, the what they can do to me and more about, like, they usually come when you're, like, swarmed and overwhelmed by, like, hundreds of them at a time and, like, my anxiety is through the roof whenever I watch it. With that being the case, I watched the first season. I had a heart attack for, like, that whole six hours I was in my room watching the show, reading yeah. Wikipedia plot summaries and everything. I totally get you there. But luckily, I started watching when they were already, like, three seasons in. And around season two or three, it pivots more to being, like, plot-driven and about the world they live in and less about, like, hey, there's a zombie over there. I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to die. Like, that evolves. Like, eventually you get, like, Michonne who walks around with, like, katanas and chopping their heads off and all that stuff. It gets super cool, right? But that also changed at a certain point and, like, it took a turn and I left along with many, many, many other people. <laughs> um, with that being the case, though, like, The Walking Dead, I think we're spoiled because it was bringing in, like, Game of Thrones numbers at one point in time and then it dropped off but to start off that high and drop off, you're still getting more viewers than most shows that ever existed in the world. So, like, keep all that in mind. Like, it's making enough money where they now have two spinoffs and a couple movies in the works because one of the main characters, like, left is going to get his own stuff, too. So, I'm not surprised to see this coming at all. And to be honest, like, this might be what I need to dive back in that... Fear the Walking Dead is six seasons in, and they're getting a whole new show that takes place ten years in the future. So it's like new stories that aren't at all involved, like related to like Rick Grimes and all these other people I've seen for the past ten years. So that might be something worth checking out. Once I can like get over the anxiety of watching zombies again, I've enjoyed this break. <laughs> I will continue to just bake y'all cookies. <laughs> <laughs> all right, moving on to a, a kind of bigger ticket item. Keith, have you ever played Two True Simuli? I don't even know what you just said, so no. <laughs> okay, okay. So Two Truths and a Lie. Oh, say yes, three I have things, actually. Right? Okay, okay. So we're going to do this, but we're going to do this with adaptations that are coming out. So two of these I love, and one of these, I'm not sure why it exists. So I'm going to tell them all to you in as normal as of a tone as I can, as so as to not give away... And then you're going to guess which ones I like and which ones I do not like. And then we can talk about them a little bit more. So, first up, we have Paper Girls, which is a graphic novel by Brian K. Vaughn. And it is a time-traveling sci-fi type of graphic novel. And it has been picked up by Amazon for adaptation. Next, we have Rodham, which has been greenlit by Hulu, and it is about an alternate universe. It's also based on a novel. Sorry, it's based on a novel. It's an alternate history universe where Hillary Rodham never marries Bill Clinton, 
and what that would look like for the United States like political sphere. And then the third one is Between the World and Me, which is the 2015 novel by Tanahisi Coates. It's been picked up by HBO, set to be a special this fall. All right, go for it. What do you think? Okay, so I'll start by saying that objectively, all three of these are interesting, but I'm trying to figure out which ones, based on our conversations, you will like and not like. I'm going to go ahead and say, like, P- Paper Girls is awesome. You will like Paper Girls. Like, I fully believe that. Correct. One go- <laughs> one down. Got it. All right, so now I got a 50-50 chance of getting this right. Okay, um, I'm going to guess that but given the choice between Hillary Rodham Clinton and Ta-Nehisi Coates, you're going to lean in the direction of Ta-Nehisi Coates? You got it. Yay! What do I win? <laughs> yes. Cookies? Yes. Yes. Yay. More cookies. More cookies. Let's start. Let's go low to high. So, I don't understand why we are still getting more things about Hillary Clinton. I just, I don't, I don't understand why we are, as a society, keeping her relevant. I think she has done a great job in some things, a bad job in other things. This is not about her politics whatsoever. I just don't understand, like why this is a thing that we continue to do as society. You know what we need? One more Hillary Clinton thing. I just, I don't get it. Um, especially when there are great things like Paper Girls, which you can greenlight. I love Paper Girls. I love Brian K. Vaughn. So if you don't know Brian K. Vaughn, um, he's also done Saga Ex Machina Runaways he did for a little while uh, I think for a long while actually uh, so great writer super just the story is awesome it is really so it's set in set in that's kind of a weird thing with time travel it starts in 1988 with this group of paper girls who kind of all band together so that they can get their routes done because bullies are terrible. And then they come across time travel technology and it changes their lives. And you get to follow them through the past, the present, the future, like our present, the future. It's great. Um, And I'm super excited that Amazon has picked that up. And then moving a little bit beyond that, so Between the World and Me um, is about kind of the black experience, and specifically the experience of being a black man in America. And so I actually pulled a quote, and this is from Susan Kalechi Watson, who is one of the executive producers along with Coates, and she says that Through Between the World and Me, we intend to create a space of communion where black people can metabolize our grief, celebrate our joys, and continue to amplify the current discourse regarding race and culture in our country and around the world. And I have to add with that one as well, the director is Camilla Forbes, so we've got a lot of great writing, but also some great black girl magic going on. (laughs) Awesome. So... Our sentiments match up very well in this. That's how I think I got the answers right and the two truths in a lie. <laughs> so I also don't understand what the polit- politics side. I don't understand what the obsession is with Hillary Rodham Clinton still to this day. Like, 
We've seen her story plenty. She's been around for like 30 years. But all right, moving <laughs> on. Um, Brian K. Vaughan is my absolute favorite comic book writer. Not only did he write all the titles that you listed, he also wrote Why the Last Man, which was one of my first favorite comic book series, which I've probably talked about here before. Between the World and Me is one of my favorite books. I've read it a couple times now and even got it from my dad as a Father's Day gift at one point. So knowing that they found a way to add up this into an actual like visual like medium is fascinating. I cannot wait to see what it's going to be like. More praise Tanasi Coates. He's amazing everything he does. I always read his stuff. Like shouts to him. But yeah, I my ranking in these items is pretty much the same as yours. All right, let me go ahead and stretch a little bit because we have one really, really big lighting round for y'all folks. As I said, it's Comic Con weekend, which means there is news dropping every hour on the hour. So we have quite a lot to get to this week. The Boys has been renewed for a third season before the second season even hit Amazon Prime. Netflix's The Dragon Prince has been renewed for four more seasons, bringing the show's total to at least seven. Zachary Quinto and Kari Payton were announced as new additions to the voice cast of the Invincible animated adaptation. Super exciting. Avatar The Legend of Korra will be available on Netflix on August 14th, continuing the momentum that the first series dropped when it became the most popular show on Netflix, pretty much. And also, be sure to check out your old Pokemon card collections if you still have them, because the ultra-rare Pikachu Illustrator card reached a new record when it recently sold for $224,500. So you may be sitting on a gold mine and not even know it. So go ahead and take a look at that stuff, folks. And only because I said I was going to talk about it earlier this week before all this other news dropped, there's a possibility that Donald Glover might be coming back to get his own Lando spinoff series on Disney+. Plus. That may be pure poppycock, for lack of a word I can't say on this podcast. Either way, I love that idea. So please, somebody make that happen. I want more Donald Glover, Lando Carissian content in whatever form it may come. And if you would like to hear our thoughts on these topics or anything else in nerd news, feel free to tweet us at Black Nerd Problems with the hashtag TWINN. That was This Week in Nerd News. Tune in next week for more pop culture news. Again, I'm your host, Keith Reed Cleveland. And I'm your host, Victoria Bertine. Feel free to like, comment, subscribe, everywhere listen to podcasts, and please do tell a friend. All right, folks, have a good week. Bye.